In the holy name of Jesus, amen. If you are under the age of 18 and you are still living at home, here is the very first thing to remember about Lent. Go home today and pick up your socks. Now, you may not think that picking up your socks has anything at all to do with Lent, but I assure you, picking up your socks is at the very heart of the battle between good and evil. And here's why. The very first thing that Jesus does in the very first book of the Bible is create order. Scripture says things are a mess. It's tohu wabohu. It is formless and void. But Jesus comes and Jesus speaks. Let there be light and water and sky and stars and land and sea and plants and animals, and birds and fish, and Adam and Eve. So the very first thing that Jesus does in the very first book of the Bible is pick up everybody's socks. The very first thing that Jesus does is create order. Life is really this simple. Chaos is the mark of evil, and order is the mark of things divine. Life is really easy. Chaos is the mark of things evil. And order is the mark of things divine. Check the gospel for today. Jesus starts Lent with everything in good order. He was born of the Virgin Mary. He was presented in the temple. He obeyed his mommy and his daddy. He was baptized in the Jordan River. He embraced the words of his Heavenly Father. He followed the Holy Spirit even when the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. That is order. Now he has been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And as you know in the church, fasting is a classic way to order space and time. From forever, it has been a way to order body, mind, soul, and spirit. Now, all of that order today is far too much for Satan to bear, just as it was too much for him to bear in the Garden of Eden. When he slithered up to Adam and Eve and he lured them into scattering their socks everywhere. Disordering. What was a beautiful, wonderful, holy, divine thing? The most beautiful place that God had built. Fast forward today in the wilderness. The devil offers Jesus the very same thing that he offered Adam and Eve in Eden. The devil offers Jesus a shortcut. It's not a bad way to go if you are a tempter. After all, you and I are practical people. And if we can save a little time or spare ourselves just a little bit of pain, we will do it. You and I, by nature, we like shortcuts. It always starts so well. It's like this morning. We're baptized at the font. You and I and Liesl, there we are. We are pulled out of chaos 
and we are set into order, the order of creation and the order of the church. We become sons and daughters of the king. It could not be better. We are set on our way home to paradise. We embrace our Heavenly Father's words. We follow the Holy Spirit's lead. But then comes the wilderness. We go back outside these doors where things are mean and sinful and dishonest and unjust. And we suffer just the way that Jesus suffered in the wilderness today. And then when we grow tired of suffering, we, like Adam and Eve, are teased by the notion that we could find a better word and a better way. We are always teased by this notion that we could be better gods than God. Because in the midst of suffering, of course, it always seems like the divine order is stealing our freedom and spoiling our fun. And somehow it's so appealing to have our socks all over the floor. This, you see, is precisely what the devil suggests to Jesus today. God is here to ruin your fun. God is here to steal your success. God is here to waste your life. But I can offer you a great shortcut. I can ease your pain. I can get you to where you want to go much more quickly, much more safely, and in a way that is much more happy. So here is the devil's best deal. If you want bread and strength, break the order of your fast. If you want power and glory, break the first commandment and worship me. If you want to be a popular, miraculous, successful Messiah, tempt God and jump from the top of the temple. Whether you see it or not, there's a bit of comfort in this story. You remember that last week we learned that evil always overreaches. There's always blowback. Evil always overreaches. Satan always overestimates his own capacity. And so he does it here again today, and that's why you can be certain that he will lose. You might think about it this way. Often when someone comes into my office terribly troubled by a sin, especially a sin that is repetitive or addictive, I write them a prescription. I give them an icon for their eyes, a word for their lips, and a crucifix for their hands. It's very difficult to be sinning, especially with something that is repetitive or addicted if your eyes are busy and your mouth is busy and your hand is busy with the things of God. It is classic care of the soul stuff. It is a way to order life. It puts the eyes and mouth and hand in order, and that helps you through the temptation. Now, watch what happens with the devil when he comes to Jesus. The devil actually gives Jesus an icon for his eyes. He shows Jesus the glory of the world that God has created, and he sets that against the backdrop of the cosmos. The devil actually gives Jesus a scripture for his lips. His angels will bear you up. And that then reminds Jesus of two more. Man doesn't live by bread alone. And 
you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And finally, the devil actually gives Jesus a crucifix for his hand. Jesus is so repulsed by the notion of breaking his fast, of disordering his life, of tempting God, of worshiping Satan, that is all so reprehensible. It is so evil that Jesus turns and sets his face to Jerusalem and follows the word of his Father and the way of his Holy Spirit, and it takes him to the cross where nails go through his hand. This is perhaps why Luther says that Satan sometimes does God's best work. When Satan overreaches, he destroys himself, and now Jesus, with an icon and a word and a crucifix, is saved. And, of course, by going to Golgotha, he saves all of you. It is the triumph of good over evil. It is the triumph of order over chaos. So go home and pick up your socks. Not because your socks are a demonic threat, but because picking up your socks tells a story a story about the beauty of creation and divine order, a story about the pain of chaos, a story about the temptation to take shortcuts and make ourselves God. It tells us about the blessing of our Father's words, the joy of the Spirit's way. It can be for you an icon and a crucifix and a word, and most of all, a reminder of the love that sends Jesus to the cross this Lent for all of you, forgiving you and soothing you and healing you and leading you back home to Eden. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. <laughs>